Radio Live. Our show is sponsored by the Living Light Center at Church of Faith and Healing. For anyone interested, Jim and I do personal readings, and if you'd like to have a personal reading, you can call 304-567-3354 or email sandysangeltalk at aol.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-T-A-L-K at aol.com. Welcome, everyone. We welcome you to our show today, and our title of the show is Who We Are. Wow, who we are. I mean, if you really thought about it, volumes and volumes and volumes could be written on this subject, and yet we're going to try and take and give a, an explanation of, of where we came from and how we're getting to where we are shortly going, because Time is of the essence. We are being told that, and we are seeing the signs of it everywhere we go. But, you know, even at the time of King David, you know, a man after God's own heart, he said the words, Who is man that thou art mindful of him? And he was speaking to God. And even he, with the wisdom and, and knowledge that he had, you know, as the king of the Israelites, um, he pondered that very same question. And many today still ponder it. And so we're going to try and help, you know, share what we have come to know and what we have come to understand. And if anybody has a question, you're more than welcome to call in and ask. But, uh, Sandy, I believe we wanted to start with you doing a prophetic reading um, because, that's what you do really best, and you've been doing that since you were five years old, and um, so take off. All right. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. The Earth is going through many changes, and the magnetic tilt is going to realign the grid system of the Earth, allowing for all people to live in a magnetically balanced existence. Now, unfortunately, this alignment can cause many people some problems. The consciousness alteration could imbalance people and result in a great deal of chaos. But the grid alterations over several years has gradually allowed people to adjust. It's about allowing yourself to change and not to be so resistant. The grid alteration will free you from limitations. You will have more abilities than ever before, and you will understand better how the light and love of the Christ energy can be utilized for healing, transmuting negative energy to positive energy, manifestation, and so much more. It is truly the time to go within and claim your faith. Ask the Master Jesus for guidance in perfect love, in discernment, and inner peace. Hold strong to your love because 
testing by other people could hold you back. So allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Hold on to your honorable principles. When you call upon God, you are connecting to the source of all love. And love is not just a word or feeling. It's a powerful energy source. You can utilize it in many ways. You can focus it for specific uses, contain it, store it, move it in any direction, turn it off and on, and call on it at any time. It is always there for you without failure. It is the common thread that connects us throughout the universe. So when this magnetic tilt continues to happen and the realignment adjusts itself, you will feel a feeling of perfect alignment, a feeling like you are invited with God's love, and you will unite yourself in this beautiful energy. You will begin to see who your soul and spirit really are, a part of God that can never be destroyed. Imagine the abilities you have and the understanding of how to use them. We are all meant to help each other reach higher stages of consciousness. Recognize the potential in others and who they are. Teach them how to have peace of mind and a connection to God within. The love that unites us with the divine beings. When we are mentally, physically, and emotionally balanced, Spiritual enlightenment can happen. Always bear in mind that tolerance creates more transmutation of negative energy to positive energy than you can imagine. When one learns tolerance, they have learned to balance love. When you can balance your physical and mental with the spiritual, all will see your spiritual side as pure energy and unaffected, and it will have no restrictions. Once this is done, you will have no limitations to your understanding. This is the point of enlightenment. May you embrace the light and love of God and know the blessings that are in store for yourself, for they can lift you to levels you cannot even imagine and bring such an inner peace to your soul. No, we are always here for you, and our blessings to you. Amen. Amen. And it should be said, too, that um, all of the prophecies that we do are always approved of through the Christed light, um, Yeshua, first. And if it's not approved of through the office of the Christ, then it doesn't come through whether it be an archangel or whether it be, you know, a being of the highest and purest of the light or the angelics or whomever, um, it has to pass that muster. Absolutely. Well, let's start off here where, you know, there are many fallen beings who try hard to keep us from discovering who we really are, that we have a Christ light within us that links us to our higher self. But from the point of our birth, when our memories are veiled, 
we search throughout our life to find our purpose. As long as we only use logic and philosophy, we'll never find that higher self, that light. We have to discover that we are connected and part of a higher purpose in light. If we continue on, it's just a physical way of living. There are pleasures, but it will never compare to the light of the Christ. The fallen beings will entice you into believing that the material, animalistic, self-centered ways better serve you. That the, I will come first and take all I want, now these attitudes will stray you away from the greater love of God and only bring you situations to have to deal with. When you realize you are not only a physical being, but also a being of light, the light starts as a small spark in the body. And if it's not nurtured, it can go out. But if it is nurtured, it can build to a radiant light field within and around your body. You will begin to understand the endocrine system and its chakras or rotation of colored vortexes of light that radiate from the glands of the body, creating conical spinning energy fields that are affected by our emotions, mental thoughts, and actions. When we learn to work with these energies, we can clear them, activate them more, and regulate their spin to match each of the seven primary chakras. We begin to balance them, and this brings about better health and attitudes. So with the help of the archangels, Michael and Gabriel, in conjunction with Christ, they can help rid the negative energies that are projected upon us. We just have to ask for their help. When we are transformed by the light stream, just like the Christ in his demonstration of his configuration into the body of light, then you will work with the whole light beings like Christ, Michael, and Gabriel, who have bodies of light that work with the Merkaba or your light body. We must become aware that we are consciously evolving and being empowered or quickened. This is allowing our physical body to expand beyond its physical limitations. Christ said this process of transformation and transfiguration is inherent in us all. It will be a glorious time when we are released from the entrapment of the lower realms and realigned to the spiritual dimensions of our origin, where we can exist in the greater realms of the glory beyond any dimension of time and space. We are all part of the whole, linked together as one. We may think just because something happened on the other side of the world, it doesn't affect me. This is where you are wrong. Maybe not the exact effect that a person or a group of people had, but their emotional and mental energies transfer through the grid system that links us all together. You may begin to feel sad, depressed, or even agitated for no reason of anything you did. The larger the issue, the more energy that is transferred across the grid. That is why it is necessary to focus on positive things. Send our light to help heal others and the planet. 
this, if Dunning Group, causes an exponential effect. If 10 people are sharing their light with others, it will be equivalent to 10 to the power of 10 or 100 people's energy. Once it is the dominant energy on the planet, it creates what I call the hundredth monkey effect, meaning everyone feels the higher vibrational energy within themselves. It can be blissful. We are often tricked you know, by the unpure beings to create opposition with each other. An example would be politics or sports, you know what I'm talking about. When a larger group of people are opposing each other, a scalar wave is created. And this energy can be captured and utilized by the individuals, only giving them more power. When we recognize the greater I am power, it is a direct connection to God, linking us to the all. When we say, I am and your name, like I am Sandy, it is saying I belong to the whole or the all. I have linked myself to God's power and have the abilities to be creative, loving, and a communicator to those who choose to listen and learn. And even though the veil between levels of consciousness separates us through our constant efforts of learning, meditation, prayer, faith, and belief, we grow to better understand the truth of who we are. Not just a physical being, but a physical being with a light force connecting us to the higher realms. A soul with a spirit that is trying to empower us to raise in consciousness, to awaken others through the knowledge and experiences we've gained, to unite our energies with the light, the higher angels in God, and eventually lift the planet's vibrations to a higher level. To remember, we came from the light to experience the physical realm, but to always stay connected to that light because that is the path back home. Jesus tried to teach us these things. Remember, he who endures until the end will wear the crown of life. This means being aware of your abilities, knowing yourself in the ego and the I, that you are protected by the divine as you fully work on your mission in whatever area it may be that is in accordance with the Lord. The Lord gave us physical bodies so that we may have a channel to express the blessings of spirit. Try to personally get to know God when we seek him in private places and practice silence in meditation, we are assured of his response in gifts of justice, mercy, peace, and harmony. His love for us is great, and he wishes us joy. As we continue to do this, the Lord will call you by name. There is nothing to fear. Just know you are a child of God. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. There is no other. I of myself can do nothing. It is the Father within who doeth it all. The I am is all there is. One must accept God and express the I am presence. For it is the creator within that can maintain harmony and balance. As part of the I am, we can know all things in the measure of the awakening of our own 
divinity and immortality, for the kingdom of heaven is within ourselves. Now, I'm going to cover another area of consciousness, and this is the we're going to talk about three primary modes of consciousness. The superconsciousness, or we'll call it the mystic experience, the awaking consciousness, and the dream consciousness. In the superconsciousness, the mind is withdrawn from our five senses, working in a higher state of consciousness, and one with the universal consciousness. There is a silver cord that connects our soul and body, giving life-sustaining energy while the soul journeys. At death, the silver cord is broken. But while alive, this life-giving pranic vibration maintains the body. During these periods of time, when the soul interacts with these higher spheres of consciousness, many mystical experiences can be gained. Some may only last for short periods of time, or even just minutes. But the experience is quite an awakening to the physical consciousness. Meditation can allow some to reach these states of awareness. When the soul is illuminated by an inner light and empowered by a vibration of God, mystics describe this as a point where the soul leaves the realm of the universal mind and moves into the purely spiritual regions. And at this point, the soul truly knows itself as a soul. It has self realization. Now, in the dream state, our subconscious plays out our reality. We experience many emotions just as we would during our awakened state. The dreams convey incoherent patterns of our subconscious mind, usually reflecting current experiences. And we're going to go through that at times. Dreams can be good. They can be spiritual, blissful, and sometimes insightful for future events, such as dream visions. Other times, they can reflect fears, desires, and lustfulness. Dreaming is a necessary process in our life to help us sort out things, understand emotions. Without this, we can become disturbed and have increasing emotional behavioral patterns and a feeling of losing control. Now, the waking consciousness focus on our everyday thoughts, sometimes leading us to many emotional swings, leaving us scattered and our center of thought disturbed. We must not live by reaction, but become conscious of our every thought and action. We have to be aware not to be led by others into violent emotional uprisings. It is our evolving responsibility to operate in an awakened consciousness rather than a lower consciousness. Every day, we have choice, and the more we are aware of our choice and align it as much as possible with loving intent, the faster we grow to higher consciousness. Now, there is a question that's always been asked, and I found through Lee Carroll's Chiron that there was an answer to this that I would really like to share with you. People ask about the 666, the significance of the 666, or your 666 number 
that's been equated to the anti-God or anti-Christ end times and the mark of the beast. The mark has been equated by humans to everything from your government-assigned work number to the computer code on the packages you purchase in stores. Actually, it is far more basic than that. It is the magnetic balance of your cellular biological code, which is your DNA. Therefore, all of you who are balanced are neutral. The ones who are not are marked for change, although this can be altered at any time. The beast, as it's been called in the unlightened, enlightened self in each of you, it was called the beast because of the potential actions of the unbalanced leaders during the upcoming realignment times as the beast among you devoured the peace. Therefore, the unbalanced have the mark of the potential beast. This may appear backwards to those who have studied the Christian book of Revelations. This ancient channeling was purposely kept confusing and vague since not one entity in the universe could ever predict the actual outcome of your oncoming test. But the significance of the 666 is a phantom or a disguise. It's a nine. The number nine is hiding in this triple six at every junction and represents the energy of your time now. It deals with a vibration of balance, power, and love. It also signals completion. If you add the three six numbers, they equal 18, which adds to nine. And this nine vibration is of those who will be balanced and remain. 666 is not the number to be feared. There is no such thing as a number to be feared. Numbers give us important information and are a wonderful three-dimensional tool. They are mathematical, but they display energy. The significance of the three sixes together is each six represents one of the three math-based six calculations of the Earth. The first six is time. This base six system was derived from the Earth's rotation and you have used it faithfully from its original discovery. The second six represents the magnetic compass system of the 360 degrees developed again through the demands of the Earth's physical properties being circular. Note that the compass is also a circle of nines. Each of the eight 45-degree points add to nine. If you travel one direction for long enough, you will eventually find yourself standing in the place you left, your path became one line that circled the globe. Its significance as a direction, therefore, must be considered by both its magnetic headings, since it now has no beginning or end. The final base six system is gravity. When you're able to calculate it and manipulate it, you will discover it is also a base six system. The sector of a human entity representing the power of darkness on Earth who had an evil number on his head was not channeled information. It therefore was created by men for men's purposes. The Antichrist notion came out of the fact that the unbalanced ones will carry the unenlightened energy, which is contrary to the great love message of the Master Jesus. In John 14, 5 through 7. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither you goest, 
And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, ye shouldn't have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Jim, I believe you have a few things you want to share now. Well, isn't it amazing that, you know, even with Jesus, it, it's that man has always had to have something that they could touch or feel or see or something in the physical realm that they could, you know, put their mind on or attention on to be able to believe anything. And it was no different when Jesus came upon the earth. It was to show us. He even said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And and yet, even then, there was and still is a, a, a tendency to dismiss that what we really saw. We give it different names. We dismiss it as being limited. And it is not limited. It is the wholeness of God himself. Absolutely. And we have got to be able to understand that or, you know, we will not be able to move beyond this this physical realm that we're in and have been in for so long. And it is really, in many ways, a form of slavery. But we came here in service. It was in the beginning that all creation was in, within the mind of God, and it was perfect. And it even says that Adam named all the animals. Well, can you imagine sitting in a, in a forest on a tree trunk and trying to have every animal come by and give them a name? It, it was, would be impossible. It was done while creation was into its fullness, but it still existed within the mind of God. It wasn't until there was rebellion within that creation because we were given free will. We wanted free will. We asked for free will. And it also brought with the polarity and it granted the possibility of temptation and a falling away from God's purpose, you know, for what we determined might be our purpose. Maybe God doesn't know everything. Maybe maybe we could try this way too, and it might work. And it didn't work. And so beings started falling away. And when they did, it became a universe of its own that was not perfect. And the farther away they became within their own selves and within their own desires, their own self-will, they began to use the abilities to create and manifest that everything began to be out of balance and something had to be done. They got so far away from who they were that they became lost in worlds of third dimension. They could use their abilities to create and they created monstrosities. They didn't take into account divine law. They didn't take into account what would be the result of pushing from within and without in their own minds to create something they desired. And it was absolutely a mess. Spiritual beings were becoming lost in 3D worlds, and they had become so lost 
that they had forgot that there was even a God. They forgot who they were. They forgot how to get home. Third dimensional worlds are not given eternal life. So there wasn't enough time for them through the law to be able to remember who they were and where they came from. And so they went deeper and deeper and deeper into the darkness or into the hole, one might call it. And as they did, there wouldn't have been a way of escape. But yet, you were called. All you who can hear this recording know or this this you know live broadcast that that you are one of those who volunteered to come into this system and to be able to save those who had become lost in the worlds of darkness or in their own selves that they couldn't remember who they were and would never have found a way out. And so upon the rolling mist, you came. And God said, let there be light. And who was the light or what was the light? You were the light. We were the light. And at that moment, those beings that were trapped in that darkness, because it says, and God moved across the, the, the waters and across the face of the deep. And let's face it, it doesn't get any darker than the deep. And for the first time, those beings who had become lost in worlds of matter, spiritual beings, began to realize that there was a God, that God existed, because there was light now. And it gave them hope, and you gave them a way of escape. How did you do that? There had to be a body that was created that would allow for enough light to be held within it so that there could be a time that would come when an ascension could occur and those beings that were trapped living through successive lifetimes would be able to hold enough light to be able to exit this system and this planet. Otherwise, they would have remained slaves forever and unconscious of anything to do with who they were. The earth itself was not originally made or created for man's, um, for man's tenancy, but it was evolved into that so that this body form could be created in the image of God and, again, to be able to hold enough light. And trust me, from day one, there has been so much that has been thrown upon us, cast upon us, that has been tried to, you know, infiltrate the DNA so that we wouldn't make it, so that we wouldn't be able to hold enough light to be able to move up and out of this system when the time came, even though those who control the system promised that when that day came that they would allow for, for us to, to leave, that our light would be given back to us because a portion of our light was taken from them or by them from us when we came into, we'll call it their dimension or their system, so to speak, um, to be used by them for creation purposes, so they said. And we were left with very little light. And we had to start from that point forward only to actually, just as we start to get a little bit of wisdom, we die, come back, and can't remember anything about who we are or who we were. 
and it's been difficult at best. But we're always given the opportunities to be able to build upon that wisdom and build upon that knowledge so that we can gain the understanding and be able to make the escape from third dimension into and out into the tree of life, the outer worlds that are beautiful. We can't even begin to imagine what they're like. We think, well, if we could live here, you know, pay the rent and have everything we need and, you know, it'd be a great place to live. We have no idea. It's like living in a cockroach-infested, you know, basement, and above us is the beauty of of worlds we can only imagine. And yet, and yet, it takes faith to be able to gain that aspect of ourselves that we left behind. One thing that was done, because this was an experiment that had never been done before, when we came into this system and the rulers of the system took most of our light for us to be able to do so, they also inserted into the the physical body, the clay part of our body, um, a, a, what would I call it, a, a part of of consciousness that reports to them, and it is called the counterfeit spirit. And you've seen the, the cartoons where, you know, the little guy on the shoulder is whispering in the ears to try to get the guy to do some something that he's not supposed to do. That really exists, believe it or not. It is part of the human body, and we agree to allow that, you know, to be able to come into this world, because that's how important it was that that rebellion and not even one of God's children could be lost. I mean, it's spoken of as the 99 and the 1. He left the 99 sheep and went after the one that was lost. Because it's not it's not good enough to lose even one. And we volunteered to come in and do that. And we have now created a a new form, a new bodily form that can hold if we only stick to the agreement, we can hold enough light before this world rolls away and and you know disintegrates and pulls back together again in a higher evolution. But it doesn't allow for us to be able to do that. We will have to start over from the beginning if that occurs. So we're on a fast track to be able to gain enough light. And if we can... This body form can be taken into any universe, any galaxy, any third dimensional planet, and it can be placed into that environment. And and families can literally thrive and hold enough light that if there are spiritual beings lost in any of those worlds of of third dimension, that they will have a way of escape. Can one imagine billions of universes upon billions of planets upon billions of stars upon billions and billions and billions of universes? And and yet, you are the first to be able to put together a human form through God, let us make man in our image after our likeness, to be able to hold enough light that it can 
it can change, drastically change the plight of untold numbers of, of individuals, spiritual beings who are lost. And it is our job from the beginning. And how long did it take? Not long, but to change a system, it's not enough to do it from spirit. You cannot change it from spirit. Even those who are the controllers of a system, to change it, they have to incarnate into their own system to be able to change something they don't like or they want it to be different. And so that's what we did. We agreed to incarnate. But what wasn't known is that the Archangel Michael and the Archangel Gabriel took a huge portion of our light as we incarnated in, and they held on to it for us. And they have been holding on to it for us, not for anything for themselves, but for us. So that when the time came, they could re, you know, reinvigorate us, re, you know, restore us with that light that, that the rulers of this system had no idea. They thought that the light we brought in was just the light we brought in. And, and that's the beauty of it. But, we have to be able to try. We have to give it everything we got to be able to prove that we're worth gaining that light back. And we're moving now into a time where it is the age of Aquarius. The Old Testament was of the Father, New Testament of the, of the Son or the Messiah. This age is of the Aquarian age, and it is of the Holy Spirit. And... It is a time of massive change, and it is the time we have waited for, literally waited for. And, you know, a good part of the world has experienced freedom in a man manner never, never equaled in the course of history since the time of the Exodus. However, a closer examination of the Exodus event reveals another side to this glorious and joyous occasion. The Israelites enjoyed and underwent dramatic changes in experiences from slavery to witnessing the plagues, um, the freedom from the Middle Kingdoms, um, to the splitting of the Red Sea. But what that shows us is that we all wait for the miracles. I want to see a sign. But you know what? If you're just waiting for a sign, it has proven itself even through the Exodus. Everything that that was done to free them from their slavery, including the parting of the Red Sea, was not enough. They barely made it to shore, and they were thirsty. You know, we're thirsty. God, had we died in, in Egypt, then that we die here in the desert of thirst. And so Moses, not wanting to hear them complain, you know, touched the rock with, with the rod and the staff, and water poured forth. Well, it wasn't long after that that they wanted meat. We want meat. We we're tired of eating what we've been eating. We want meat. I mean, come on. I mean, look at what they went through. Look at the miracles. They had a chance to be above the chaos. And yet, God, that we had died in Egypt, lest we die without, you know, meat. Because we remember the flesh pots of Egypt and how they were full and we ate all we wanted. Really, you were in slavery for, what, 400 years? And... Trust me, I'm not, I'm not harping on the Hebrews because we ourselves, all of us, we do the same thing. 
it is proven that miracles do not of themselves change the individual personality. The only way the, the individual is changed through the application of God's laws. And when you apply them, it doesn't matter whether you feel love, apply love, be loving. And if you be loving and apply love, you will become love. And whatever it is that you wish to be, apply it even before you are it, and you will become it. And that's the beauty of it. That's faith. I have faith that, that God loves me. I have faith that, you know, that, that I can love. I know I can, but you don't necessarily feel it. Doesn't matter. Practice it anyway. Every day, practice it. Do more than you have to. I believe it was one of the women who was murdered in the church down in what, Georgia? I believe it was. And her saying was so simple and yet it was always try to be just a little kinder than you have to be. And I thought to myself, you know, that is such, such a beautiful statement for one to make. And yet, and yet, here we are. We're moving forward. And, and at every turn, there is a way of escape made. But, you know, because we can't always see what's above us, we have a tendency to not have the faith. And if we drop even one overtone down from where we're at now, we can't see the overtone we drop from. And then we drop another one. Can't see the top two. Because you cannot see heaven from where you're at. You have to believe it exists. And it's even more than heaven. Who wants to stop there? We're not meant to stop there. Yet, most of your religions will teach you, heaven is the place to go. You don't need to go any farther. That's where we're going to spend eternity. Really? I've had people tell me, well, I don't really want to float around on a cloud for the rest of eternity. And it's like, you don't quite get it that we're not meant to float around on a cloud. We weren't meant to be here, but we volunteered. And we volunteered to come in, and we also volunteered we would leave no one behind. And that's the only reason that that third dimension has not already started to, to you know, pull apart because we're still trying to get each and every one. And where is that place going to be to, to be able to have that light stream come down and fill us back up if we're ready, if we have proven ourselves? It is right here on the land of America. You know, we're told so many things, and we just take them for granted. We were taught in school, I remember, America Vespucis, you know, was the guy who, you know, drew up the maps and, you know, made this a land that people could sail to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't believe it then. But if you look at America, it's America. It is the land of the Blessed Mother. And Vespucis is no more than, than, you know, a word that is, is a code. It's ves, Vesica Pisces. And it's telling you that this is the sacred land and that this will be the new Jerusalem. And it will be that place where the Holy Spirit, as the dove, descends upon it 
and literally outstretches her wings and plants the feet down upon America with the head pointed toward the Gulf and the tail pointed towards Canada. And it will cover the whole, the whole part of Northern America. And it will change everything. And we need to be ready for it because it will cause some radical changes as we do. But they are so beautiful. What would you not give to be able to have what we were meant to have? And we wonder why immigration is so out of hand. You know, so many people coming here from all different places and we don't know who they are. Well, it's because they're being drawn here. Why? Because this is the place of the New Jerusalem. Nobody said that we are going to make the trek back to, you know, the land of Cana. You know, it was said that we would, we would return to the place of the New Jerusalem. And it's set just above the earth in the spiritual plane and it will it will land and become physical when the dove descends upon the earth and becomes embedded into this land we call America, America. Even if you look at Jerusalem, and I'm not one to believe in coincidences. I have learned over the years, Jerusalem, right in the middle of it has the USA, Ur, Usa, Lem, USA. It's giving us all of the hints. And some of the beings who are, we might call them the elites, they have known for a long time, you know, that America was not some guy with a map, you know, and that they have known that this is the place where many changes will occur. And, and the touching down of the dove during the Aquarian age will occur. And it is this time we have waited for, even in the Hebrew calendar, it is 5,760 years as of the year 2000. But long ago, the angels told us that the Hebrew calendar was off by 240 years. And if you look at it that way, then year 2000 was the time of, of um, the bringing in of, of the Aquarian age in its fullness. And as we remove from us darkness, there leaves a space. And something has to take up that space. And if you don't immediately call in, you know, the light to take up that space, well, then you leave yourself open to just about anything. And so we have to remember that as we are growing and we are expanding, as we release things from us that are no longer useful, that we have to fill that space with something that is useful. And it's I can't even begin to, to, you know, imagine what awaits us. But it was said that if you knew, there isn't anything you wouldn't do to get there. And yet, how many of us do? We have to realize you're not restricted by this evolving form existing in the limited element of space, being half religious, half scientific, half of a, of a photon regarding reflections not put into action. One of the, the great speakers of our time said, pure through and through, externally sterile too. And what was meant by that is that a simple faith, a simple faith, even in Jesus, I hear it a lot. Well, you know, 
20 years ago, I gave my life to Jesus and that's it. I don't have to worry about it. It's, not, it's a done deal. I don't ever have to worry about it again. I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. You know, really? Because if you have a faith in the Messiah, then you act like the Messiah. You want to walk in the footsteps. You want to do the things he did. And if you do, then you become as he did. He was perfect as a man. He was perfect in every way. He was perfect in his love. He was perfect in his anger. He was perfect in every way. And he gave us the physical way to look at it and see it. And even then, how many of us do? I mean, yet we're so worried about the monetary issues of our everyday experience that we forget. We forget that we're not here to have the biggest and most beautiful house. We forget that we're not here, you know, to make the neighbor happy. We're not here to have extravagant parties. We are here to be able to bring about the will and and the, the, the creation, the restoration of the creation of God. Because it has to be done by someone whose feet are on the ground, who are incarnated, which is why the Messiah incarnated. And that is why we incarnated, so that we could bring that light. As that light comes down, it goes in through us. And then the Holy Spirit, which is so active right now. And I would caution anyone, you know, if you see good, know that the Holy Spirit's involved. And there is scripture that that leads to the unpardonable sin, and that is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. In other words, what is good doesn't necessarily have to mean that the person that's doing it is a saint. It just means that sometimes the Holy Spirit can use even that individual who may not be perfect to bring about the changes that are needed because they have viewed them. When you view something and you see that, that's not that's not right. That is corruption in its best. And you can call upon those forces and you ground them. Now, grounding them, well, I'm not going to tell you that it's always easy. To be a teacher, to be that one who would bring forth the glory of God means, number one, that you have to give God the glory and not take it for yourself. And number two, it means that sometimes when that light comes through you, you know, it can be strong, and when it is utilized to change something, the not-so-shiny light or the forces that have controlled this system for so long, they don't like it. And so sometimes you may find yourself at the other end of beings who, you know, who you know, want to teach you a lesson. But you know what? You don't have to. You're stronger than they are. Your light is greater than theirs. They want you to think under otherwise. The most they could ever take is your life. They can't take your soul. They can't take your spirit. And they can't take your relationship with God. And God said, greater love hath no man than he give his life for another. And the idea here is, is that they can't kill you to kill all of the spiritual people so that then what is left is, you know, a ratio of more beings of the dark than there are of the light. To try and swing the pendulum in their favor. In this lifetime, okay, in this lifetime, it has to be choice. And so, you know, 
One of the greatest Hebrew names to use is Hashem, and it is the Creator God. You know the Kadosh, 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 Adonai, Sabayat, and we have told you that one before. But the idea is live it, walk it, speak it. You speak it to one, it speaks it to another. And the people who are emigrating from those countries, when it's spoken to them and it's in their mind and they project it back to the place of their homeland, guess what? The story and the life and the vibration of the Messiah and the beauty of God's love for each and every one of us is there. It, it can make its way across this world in a New York second. And, you know, like the angels say, there's six, six and a half billion people on the planet. I said seven, they corrected me. But 6.5 billion. But, you know, God's not limited by what we think is impossible. So walk the walk. If you're not walking the walk, the faith will do you no good. Your belief will do you no good. You have to walk the walk. If we all walk the walk, this would be a different world, wouldn't it? And it's really that in a nutshell. If you'd like to know more and you'd like to know how you play your role or path into this system and and into God's plan, give us a call, 304-567-3354 or Sandy's Angel Talk at AOL.com, and we'll get back to you, and and know who you are. You are so much more than what you may think you are today. This is so true, Jim. We are so much more. We have been, we have been tricked, and it's been disguised as to the true power of what we have access to. But when we walk the path and follow the laws of God, we are lifted to help see more and more of what there is to embrace, to make us all that we can possibly be, to be able to manifest, to create, to heal, to do all of those wonderful, magnificent things. And that is our purpose, is to reconnect back to spirit, embrace the light, and be able to live in a more harmonious way than having to worry about all of the all of the chaos around. It's like we we are we are a living example of God's love and we need to act like that. We need to give respect, humbleness and kindness to all so that we can understand that what God has, he offers all that to us, and we need to share that with others. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful to me. You know, and each and every one of us should be a part of that. And if we're not setting back and just waiting, getting that, well, God's just going to come and get us when the time comes. It's just not going to happen. You know, be lifted up. Every time there's a Hebrew holiday, trust me, a portal or gate opens, and it is the availability for us to be lifted up above the chaos and consciousness becomes available. But, you know, have you walked the walk? Have you been trying? And sometimes that's all that matters is the try. If nothing else, try to be joyful. Sing. Bring the music into your life that, that gives you joy. 
you know, see the good in things. Experience nature as much as you can. Find the ways that bring you peacefulness and happiness. And know, and know that I am that I am. Exactly. And in knowing that, you will become that. That's the point. Absolutely. Well, we want to leave you for this week, and we'll see you in two weeks at the same time. And God bless. God bless all of you. Hashem. <laughs>